0: The views and opinions expressed by guests on the Hide and Seek podcast are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views, opinions, or positions of the host or contributors. Hey everyone, this is Sarah. Would you like to take a more active role in the Hide and Seek community? Would you like to share your thoughts with other listeners? Join us in the Hide and Seek podcast discussion group on Facebook You can find us by searching Hide and Seek Podcast Discussion Group on Facebook. This podcast deals with mature topics that may not be suitable for all listeners. Material heard on the Hide and Seek Podcast is intended for adult listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Sweet dreams are made 24 News Aides Brady Gillum went to Sturgis tonight to speak with the missing woman's mother about what may have happened to her daughter.
1: I can tell you where she most likely is. I hadn't seen anybody that I felt comfortable saying anything
2: to until today. The stories they tell are pretty fuck They're pretty freaking
0: gruesome. I kept all the text messages, Facebook messages, the messages between me and Brittany. I have all of them. I have everything.
1: I told him, I said, I'd kill all them motherfuckers. And I was going to have my people fucking take care of it. I'll
0: just say Brittany's
2: name out of nowhere just to see what somebody says. Because this little town around here would be
1: hard
3: to hide something like that. Because eventually everything comes out. Some days I don't believe
4: anything after to I think she's just love. This is Hide and Seek, Season 3. I'm your host, James Basinger. Hey guys, in the past few episodes, we've discussed a video and messages Rabbit shared with Eric S. I wanna recap and clarify a few points before we continue. Since the last episode aired, our attention was directed to a post on Facebook that claims that the video taken by Rabbit of the look-alike car was taken several hours prior to Brittany's disappearance. The post shows a tightly-cropped screenshot of a message similar to the message Rabbit sent to Eric about the incident in the video he took. In this post, the time of the screenshot of the message Rabbit sent to Eric shows November 30th at 4.09am. The person who made this post last week doesn't reveal her source for this tightly-cropped screenshot. In light of this, I want to be clear about my source. My source. Rabbit. Rabbit is my source, the person who actually filmed the video and sent the message. For the sake of argument, let's say the video Rabbit took and the message he sent to Eric S. were prior to Brittany's disappearance. That doesn't change the conversation between what transpires between the two after, and certainly doesn't change the questions that still need answers. So let's look at what transpires. Rabbit is concerned with the vehicle that's a look-alike for Sheldon's. Rabbit is so concerned about this that he contacts Eric about it, even sharing a video of the incident with him. Eric's response doesn't change based on the time of day. I have no idea, bro. I haven't even left my mom's. Eric's response implies that he feels Rabbit may think he was either driving that car or had knowledge of the incident. As previously mentioned, around 3 p.m. on December 1st, Rabbit sends the video he took at McDonald's to Eric via Facebook Messenger. Eric's response to this reflects his whereabouts at the time the video was recorded when he tells Rabbit he's been at his mom's. even though Rabbit says he's not implying that Eric was in the vehicle to someone reading it, his message could be interpreted as implying such. However, Eric doesn't address this and the conversation continues. So, now let's look at the questions that need answers. Why did Rabbit send this video to Eric? Why does Eric respond by saying he's been at his mom's? Did Eric feel Rabbit was implying that he was possibly driving Sheldon's car? And does Eric throw his location out there to Rabbit as a way to cement his whereabouts? In a conversation between Rabbit and Valerie via Messenger, Rabbit tells Valerie that he knows what happened to Brittany. He says someone made a joke. Not everyone thought it was funny. He claims there were four people involved, not including Brittany. One female and three males. Two were related. I don't know how accurate this information is, But Rabbit tells Valerie it's a fact. They say a man's conscience is his compass. Is Rabbit's conscience trying to steer him down the right path? When I read this conversation, I was confused. After reading it a couple more times, my confusion turns to shock. I can't understand why Valerie wouldn't have shared this with me. Is it possible that she dismissed this as just another story? Is it possible she checked into it already and knows it's bullshit? I suppose so. I want answers. Rabbit's not speaking to me. So my other option is Valerie. At the time of this interview, Valerie and I were still in contact. bad i don't know yet because it's 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 justin not you oh god so i'm going through the conversation history of the jason spade account he's like kind of talking about some weird stuff with me yeah may 30th around 11 30 at night i'm sure if i start reading it it might start making sense to you but if the system fails, which I hope it doesn't, and for me to have the faith as many times as it as I've seen it fail personally, I really need it. The people involved will not get away with what happened and their little make-believe game won't be as entertaining because they made a very crucial, vital mistake. No, it wasn't on green paper. Uh, you respond, no individual, as they on green paper whose case I was looking up? Do
2: you not green papers? No. Okay, Green Paper, um, it's a CI, Confidential Performance.
4: He says, no, it wasn't, about Green Paper. Okay. I can't remember all the names, hon. One victim and one girl, three guys involved.
2: Right. Yep.
4: Was not planned. You respond, figured that. Heat of the moment, no rape, no torture, brutal. And then something was joked about that wasn't very funny to some. Yep. Yep. You respond, yeah, Messenger makes me nervous and Chet wants to know it's you. I'm assuming you guys had a phone call?
2: Well, because he was he was up and down on his, like, he, he basically wasn't making no sense to us at the time. So Chet's like, make him call you make make sure it's him talking to you.
0: Yeah.
2: Does it have a phone call in there? Because that's the only mm. place he ever calls me on it's phone calls. So he didn't then. But I I have that wrote down. I remember. That's mm. about Brittany. Okay, go above it and it'll probably say like I don't want you involved or something like that. You're getting too deep into it Val. Something along those lines. He's like, I'm telling you he's talking about Brittany in that case. I think it was two different things we were talking about, and wasn't I asked him? How did I ask him? I don't remember how I asked him. Because I, whenever I, whenever I see him, I'd always ask him, "Have you heard anything?" Or if I talk to him, "Have, yeah, have you got any names yet? It, more leads for me? Anything that I can grab onto and and take off with?" And He just kept telling me that I, I, it's dangerous and I need to stay out of it. But he also told me that it was. Chad, so wasn't it, brother? I'm going to grab my little notebook because I know right where that's at. In my book. So I want to say he mentioned bro, it was brothers, two, two bro, two brothers, one female. I think he said.
4: Three males, one female.
2: Yep. Two arose. Hold on, I'll no, find it in my throat here. I wrote it down. I don't think. Did he? He never told us who the brothers were, were did he? We assumed we knew who it was. Him and his brother. I don't know what was joked about either. He never told us that.
4: See, so why is he referencing November 29th specifically here?
2: Why does he do a lot of things? He's a pathological liar. If I don't have that wrote down in here, so I'm gonna really be pissed.
4: You're remembering this conversation, and it's about yeah.
2: I remember that conversation. Yeah. I know for a fact it was about Okay.
4: Do you guys ever like? Do you recall what was said? Like, because that was
2: it. That was it. That's what Justin likes to do. Justin likes to give out a little hints or and figure it out type shit. That's why we always get into it. Because I'm not a read in between the line type of chick. Be blunt, tell me what the fuck it is so then I can go on. Maybe I fibbed you, maybe I don't have it in Oh, right here. Right here it is. Let me show you. Yeah, I wrote it down in my book. So I know for a fact fact it was about him. I mean it's right on even her page that I have my notes on. Welcome to Val's World. <laughs> What's
0: your brother telling
2: you him No, he's going through my messages on Messenger and he noticed the um oh, shit. Justin done the how he said three males uh, three males one, one female one victim a joke that went too was, far yep went too far wasn't so wasn't so was funny as somebody yep. See Chud even knows.
3: <clears throat> I heard him say it.
2: He's actually said that in person too. You no,
3: know, because we asked him when he came over. Why would you even send <laughs> something like that?
2: Yep. See
4: that time frame of remember when he won't show me Eric's conversation with him?
2: Yeah, yeah.
4: So he's referencing that timestamp in his mind. Again, we're in May 30th of 2020. For him Correct. to recall, that's an important date for him.
2: Good point. Good point. <laughs> and so you and so you're
4: like, he responds yeah. B S.
2: Brittany Shake Okay, he was pissed because I was I was gathering a lot of information. Well, as you can see, a lot, a lot of information, James. And some from people that, like, I have respect from a lot of different crowds, plain and simple. A lot of different crowds. The streets, uh, higher up, the normal crowd, you know, I fit in with all of them, okay? He was pissed because I wasn't making a deal with the cops.
3: Wasn't making money.
2: I wasn't making no money off it. Like he goes and works for him, he's getting paid, okay? I don't get paid by nobody. Everything, all my time, everything has been, and that's what he's telling me is, you, I will give you the information, but you better get paid. Yeah. Because you're gonna have to leave, have this information. It gets out, your ass is dead. That's what he's telling me. What was
3: the name of the guy with the car? the car at the hotel?
2: Which guy at the hotel?
4: The Mustang. Oh, um, yeah. Like, I want to stay on this one just for a second. That seems really so, wow. Here's my approach. That's who my focus is, and if it's continued to be on him. When he doesn't want to talk about the whole thing with Eric on that day, like, what's going on? Like, I thought this was going to be easy clearance right now
2: and then ignores you. How about I bring it up to him? I, hey, you remember that one time when yeah. you told me? How about yeah. I do that? Do what he says.
4: Yeah. I would, I would say for your own, like, I would, I mean, I would, uh. He knows.
2: James, you know knows. I know he knows, you know he knows. You know he knows. Did he do it? But I'm. Not, but he's not giving me enough. Like I can't just go off of. him.
4: Ugh, I want to talk to him. I think you got to be specific with him about being like, if you get him to a place where he maybe starts to even like remotely open up about it, who knocked on the back door? He's he's wanting to get it off his chest. He's coming to you to tell you, and I don't know if it's a state of t- mind, if he's if he's high, drunk, or whatever he's dealing with he's emotionally processing it, and he's telling you he can't tell you because it's too
3: close. Look, that was when he was all fucked up just before he went to jail.
2: Yeah, he was all fucked up right before he went to jail when he
3: that was, happened. He was whining and crying about everything. And he, and he owed his money. It's, My dad, it's, it's,
2: <laughs> I can bring it back up to him, though.
4: There's nobody else who's going to be able to sit in front of him that he's going to want to bear his chest onto more than you. He tries to tell you by saying November 29th, 2018,
2: BS.
4: And you're like, oh, okay.
2: Yeah, it turned me for a loop.
4: He's wanting to tell you.
2: Yeah.
3: Game to think, you know, truth set you free, Justin. Hey, dude, I'm here. You want to talk about it, let's go. You know, truth set you free.
2: I know in my heart, James, I know in my heart that he knows. I know he does. Blanca, I'll admit to you, I'm scared of my brother. I am, I'm scared of him. Because I know what he's done. And paying with Brittany, but other people. And I think it's because he was scared because of the direction that I was going, and I wasn't stopping. Honest to God, I was not stopping. They're going to kill, I got to the state of mind, they're going to kill me, fuck it. At least uh, I went down fucking trying to save somebody. <laughs> But then I got out of that state of mind of, why do I think that they're going to kill me? Like, why Why does he have in my mind that they're going to hurt me? To scare, to scare me. Why? That. That's what my brother does. To to bring it back up. And he was, he was just talking to me the other night. Brought up Chuck again, and he brought up somebody else. But he said, but Val, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you. Like, what? Tell me. He says, Chuck wasn't the shooter. No fucking duh. There's like, no, get Chuck out of your fucking head.
4: I don't know if he's holding on to that because that's like his. If we keep the attention on that dude and we can continue to run with that story. Why you're looking at Eric is because Ashley puts him right next to her and then you have proof with conversations with Sheldon. And then you have crazy. this conversation with, with with Justin, and then you got Justin tripping out about the car that he sends it to Eric, the day after Britney goes missing.
2: The, oh yeah, the, the McDonald's thing.
4: When did he take it? December 1st, the day after Britney goes missing. Why is he tripping out and sending that to Eric? Because it looks like Sheldon's car. It's not Sheldon's car though. Sheldon's car is in the that. impound. And he's tripping out on it. Yeah, I know. You get it, Chet? Yeah, I get it. Why would he send that to Eric? Eric was his main guy. He was his main dude.
3: Eric did shit work.
4: There's no reason for him to send that video of that car to Eric when Eric doesn't even own a car.
2: Right. Right. Did you go through the messages between me and Eric about that? Because I asked Eric. What'd he say? Eric says to me, uh, he didn't record that video with uh, whatever with Diana uh, Swanson. He recorded that in my fucking um, uh, Dodge, Dodge Durango when he was with me. He didn't, he, he recorded that with Diana.
4: That's what set me on Justin's path was when I saw that video and that he had sent that video to Eric and that he was the creator and you look at the date Brittany wasn't reported missing until the 8th. Eric and Ashley didn't care and shouldn't have cared about Sheldon's car, nor should have Justin worried about Sheldon's car following him. He's tripping because what happened the night before, they handled it. Why is that car out and why is it falling? He's tripping. Eric worked for Rabbit. It wasn't the other way around. Why are you telling me,
2: That's why telling me to shut up?
3: Exactly, and that's why the, he's, he'll have fucking GDs up our ass like fucking, like that. I'm just saying, I'm not trying to get you off track, but yeah, you're right, because, and Justin knows more. You can get it out of you, better. you should be able to get out of me. If it is if it is Pops, he'll tell you, but he ain't
0: going nobody else.
4: Okay, so we have this conversation where he continues to refer to you having information that you're looking into. He's basically saying, "I'm done. It's up. The, the gig is up." And I can't. I, and I don't want it to be found out that I'm providing you this information because then it's it's on your heads. And that's why he keeps saying it was an accident. He's- no other explanation. I mean, I had
3: goosebumps about it. But you can get. You have to get it out of him. But I'm. I do not know if he will. Hey, I'll get out of him. Then
2: he'll kill me. Just one thing you need to know, um, I won't ever commit suicide. I'm
0: afraid of the people that I
2: know. I'll do my best.
4: I'll recap the takeaways from the conversation you just heard. Valerie recalls this specific conversation with Rabbit fairly quickly. She even says she recognized that Rabbit was referring to Britney Shank. In fact, Valerie says she knows for a fact that this conversation was about Brittany. When the conversation between her and Rabbit took place, she went to the trouble of taking notes. Valerie shares with me that she had consistently been attempting to gather information about Brittany's disappearance from many people, not only Rabbit. Based on the information Valerie shared with me, I'd say this is likely true. Rabbit does this shit, Valerie says. He puts bits of information out there and leaves the rest for you to figure out on your own. She even goes as far as saying she believes he could be a pathological liar. Valerie tells me she's scared of her brother. She says he wants to scare her. As she continued on, she goes into a bit of Rabbit's criminal background. I can confirm that what Valerie says is not a reach. He's had his challenges. I'm not here to judge anyone, but what I will do is call a spade a spade. 547 days. That's how many days passed before Rabbit brings this information about Brittany to Valerie. May 30th, 2020. 547 days. He brings this up out of nowhere. What sparks this? Valerie believes that Rabbit's motive is purely financial. Remember, he wants Valerie to request payment for this information before she turns it over to authorities. Valerie reiterates to me that she doesn't get paid for the work she does on Britney's case. Based on her response to Rabbit, how does someone even get paid for something like that? I'd say that her statement seems true. She tells me, Rabbit knew she was looking into Brittany's disappearance. And he may have been concerned that she was getting too close to finding out the truth. At that point, Valerie offers her support. She tells me that since Rabbit isn't willing to communicate with me, that she could try her hand at getting him to talk. I wasn't sure this was a good idea. I wrestled with that approach. It made me feel uneasy because of their close relationship. As much as I sincerely wanted to trust Valerie, it was concerning to me that she didn't bring this conversation up on her own. Maybe she was attempting to protect her brother. Then again, maybe she was protecting herself. She did say that rabbit scared her. Sarah and I discussed pros and cons. I think I have valid concerns, but when we really get down to it, I start to doubt my concerns. If this conversation was something Valerie really wanted to hide or had genuine concerns over, why would she share her Facebook data downloaded with me, knowing those messages were in there? Valerie reflects back on the conversations she had with Rabbit and their history. She tells me she knows in her heart that Rabbit had involvement in Britney's disappearance. I'm thrown for a loop when Valerie says Eric told her that Rabbit took the video at McDonald's with him and his Dodge Durango. Why would Eric say that? Because if that were true, why would Rabbit send the video to Eric if Eric was actually in the vehicle with Rabbit and his friend Diana? Lastly, why would Eric respond the way he does to seeing this video if he was in the car when the video was taken? After this conversation, I'm left wondering how much Rabbit knows. And if true, how does he know? After my interview with Valerie, we continue our conversations and she continues to share information with me. Rabbit's information about what happened to Brittany never really seems to see back into our conversation. I wonder about that. But when I look back on things, But when I look back on things, I realize that the surest way to keep a secret is to make people believe they already know the answer. I'm sent a post from a listener. In this post, Valerie is supporting some negative words about me, shared by Ashley. Some days later, when Valerie and I are speaking, I mention this post. She tells me, just watch. I know what I'm doing. Trust me, dang it. I did, Val. I did. My mistake. I guess we have to be careful with who we tell our secrets to. Because when situations change, so do people. My relationship with her ends shortly after. In August of 2022, Rabbit is incarcerated. Our communication comes to a halt for the time being. Recently, he heard his interview hit the podcast. Someone he's in contact with sent me this message. Hello, I was asked to send this message to you. This message is from Justin Gayhart, Rabbit. He is currently incarcerated at LaGrange County Jail. He doesn't want any attention right now while he's fighting his own legal matters. You can speak to him directly via his chirp. His phone number is... Thank you, respectfully. Rabbit goes on to say that if I chose to share the information he provided, he'll delete every text and message. And he'll even go as far as closing the accounts. I don't know. That seems like a stretch to me. Would you delete accounts just because you filmed a car that you thought was following you? And ask people about it? Or... Is there more there I haven't seen? Kinda sounds like self-preservation to me. Not long after receiving this message from Rabbit, I received a forwarded voice memo from Valerie. It's Rabbit.
3: As far as Mr. Basinger, you know, one time I talked to him, I was polite to him. Now I went up there at Glide's ass with both fucking feet. And he figured out real quick, do not fucking open his mouth with my name on. I can make St. Joe and LaGrange County very unwelcoming for Mr. Basinger. I'm seven with three of them right now that will. Well, look at then. <laughs> short for deposition, they can't find him. I guess even he knows not to uh, cross certain people's paths. You know, him running, putting my name out of his mouth. That dude don't know me for shit. And it's like, this is a hometown. Hometown people, they care hometown. I'm a hometown boy. I can make his little welcoming mat made of fucking glass real quick. And I'll probably do that next time he comes into town. He's not used to handling things like the way they're handled around here. And I'm not talking about fucking bitch-ass him LaGrange. I'm talking about the ones that nobody talks about. But uh, I get he wants his little ratings, and, you know, he's the dork in class I got stuck in a few fucking trash cans, and now he's kind of like the center of attention in a way. Whatever, that's great. Uh, I didn't find the shit entertaining, you know, the storyline. But it's going to be just like It's going to be just like gonna be just like at the end of the day nobody's gonna give a fuck so he might as well enjoy his five minutes of starlight because it's not gonna last long that's why i quit putting my time into it nobody literally gave a fuck
4: in the message sent to me by rabbit's friend she provided a phone number as a way to contact rabbit So I send a text off that says, I got your message and wait to see what I get back. Just a few moments later, rabbit responds and has clearly mistaken me for someone else. I sent him back an emoji of a rabbit. And just like that, the rabbit's out of the hat.
5: Your call has been accepted.
4: Hey.
1: Hello? Hey, brother. Thank God I got a hold of you. You
4: doing alright? Yeah, yeah. Who's this? Hey, it's Rabbit. I just got your text message. You know who this is, right? I have no idea who this is. This is James. James? Yeah. Mr. Basinger?
1: I haven't talked to Val. Oh, hey James, what's going on?
4: Not much, how are you?
1: No, I sent it to her. Oh, well, you know, I'm surviving in here, bro.
4: (laughs) What's with the message that you sent to her? I never sent a message to Val, man. I've been in here, bro. I've been in here since May.
1: I haven't talked to Val in probably three or four months.
4: Val just sent me a voice memo from you threatening me when I come back to town.
1: This first I've heard about it, I haven't talked to Valerie in forever, man. I don't even know how to get a hold of her. The number that I have for her doesn't even work anymore.
4: I'm only focused on that night, what Eric was doing for you. He was your runner. He was your driver. You would never drive. I get that.
1: Yeah, he was one of my drivers. Uh, he was never with me
4: that night,
2: though.
4: On... The 29th, Eric confirms with you that he'll do the let's meet up and have a beer conversation, which was the sign for you got you got something for him to run.
5: This call will be terminated in two minutes.
4: I'm going to have to add time to my phone, James. Call me back, dude. Rabbit, I'm not trying to look in your direction, but I will if I have to, because I'm just trying to find out what happened with Eric and Brittany that night. Well,
1: I think you need to work on. I I think you need to look on road. Everything that I put together points to
4: Okay, but I wanna know about that night on the thirtieth, where he was doing the dealing and why he wanted to why he wanted to change the brakes in the car. Where he was going that night with the run, after you said let's go have a drink or let's go have a beer and catch up. Where was he taking that on the thirtieth?
1: He was wanting, I know, to change the brakes on Ashley's Explorer that night. But where was he this taking call it on will
5: the... be terminated in one minute.
4: Where was he taking... I'll add a couple dollars on here, James. I don't have a lot of money, but I'll... I'll, pay for, it, man, I'll here, pay for it, man. I'll pay for it. However I can do I'll pay for it. If you can find a way where I can put money on, on it to talk to you, I'll pay for it. I don't care.
1: All right. All right. Um... Yeah, I I got a couple dollars on my books I've been saving for my dad, but all right, I'll call you back. It's going to cut us off here in a minute. Um, I'll go over to the kiosk and put $2 on. I think I got two left.
4: Call me back, Justin.
1: I will. I promise I'll call you right back.
4: It'll take me a minute to put the money on the phone. Justin follows through. So when's the last time you talked to Valerie? How many months back? It's been a few Well, I want to make things very clear, Justin. As a father, you're going to make sure you're going to go home at night, right? Right. I'm going to do the same thing.
1: I haven't talked to Valerie since I got locked back up here. I want to know where in the fuck she got at. It's, been it's
4: your recording, bro. Like it's okay, so it's but it's your recording. I ain't worried about it. Honestly, that's small potatoes. I'm worried about Brit. I am too. I know that Eric was supposed to get a car the next day to do a run for you. Yeah, but it was supposed to have been in Ashley's car. <laughs> and that would have been the Yeah, the Black Explorer. Did Eric do a run for you that night?
3: No, he did not
5: why what was
1: it? Let me think I think man, he say hey, that I'm trying to remember, you're all right. I know he wasn't that that after, but that, that if it even he said that he look at his mom.
4: that's my biggest thing, rabbit. He's saying he's at his mom's, but Ashley's saying he was with her. They're each other's alibi. If you care about Brittany and you care about finding out the truth about what happened to her, now's the fucking time. Yeah. It doesn't make sense on what they're providing. It doesn't make sense on their alibis. It doesn't make sense why Ashley has to try to remember shit. It doesn't make sense why Eric doesn't want to be cooperative when he was so forthcoming before. Get a hold of
1: Used his garage that night. I tell you if he
4: used his garage
1: because that's the only place I could think of.
4: Why all of a sudden is he persistent about asking you about that? Uh I, I do think that was his
1: only time. That was his only ride, I believe it I think he lost the Tahoe I think.
4: I don't know. That that vehicle in, in the drive thru at McDonald's and it matching Sheldon's car. There's something else I haven't told you about, and, and I've been I've been holding off on telling you this for a while, and let's talk about it tomorrow. I'd rather get my shit in the line before I just try to rush into this. Uh, all right.
1: Okay. Uh, why can I help you? What can I do to help you connect with Since I want to help you, I really do.
4: You're helping Brittany.
1: Right. Right. Well, I can take okay. care, I believe Eric on it was you, but I can't. I guess I have the right to say it, but I don't know, you know what i mean? But I mean, that's just kind of how I feel about it. I I think he was being honest about it, but that's just my opinion. I shouldn't even say that without anything to back up. But I caught him in I I can't hear you, bub. Oh, I'm sorry. It's just, it's just. Um, so what time for me to call you? Anything I can do to
4: help you I will
5: this call will be terminated in 2 minutes
4: and what I am going to pursue though is the truth and if the truth does expose things that aren't good
1: right yeah I I get that
4: I respect that James uh, if this was your daughter you'd be like hey man keep going i would almost look on why what makes you say that though I don't, I'll talk to you about that I was taken there once by who
5: this call will be terminated in one minute
4: by who and, and I know Curtis probably is just... by who who took you to that road A buddy of mine Jim what makes you say go look at that place?
1: Just the house there at the corner. I don't know, it just seemed guarded. Um and at people that was there. Um I I still Scott it was a lot. But I've been wrong before.
4: I'm more than willing to talk to you about it. I just I want to be able to get through some of my questions too.
1: Right. Okay. I'll do
4: The rabbit you hear speaking to me in that call doesn't sound like the same rabbit I heard in the voice memo Valerie sent me. It immediately makes me wonder how recent this voice memo is. During my call with Rabbit, he mentions a house on the corner of a specific road I should look into. When I asked him why I should look in that direction, he tells me he was taken there once. He says the place was heavily guarded and the people there gave him the bad vibes. Rabbit refers to the Chuck Allen ring video as the Scott video. He says the video may have something to do with Brittany's disappearance. I assure him that I'll look into that video further if he can address some of my questions. Ending the call with Rabbit felt like walking away from something long before it was due to be over. So much of this case revolves around unfinished business. I just hope this interaction isn't another story with no ending in hopes that he'll call me back. I put money on my phone account. I'm really glad I did because Rabbit follows through the next day with another call. You said to me, Ashley told you, Eric wasn't there the entire night. Yes. And I know that he was supposed to do a run for you for the drugs. Again, I don't give a shit about that other stuff. It's not relevant if she was doing a delivery with Eric or if Eric was sending her with somebody else. No, they kind of had their own thing going on. They had their own thing going on? Yeah.
1: Ashley's text was one was Eric was trying to deal with a got locked up. I'm trying to remember if it was when I was going to loan out. I, I, I can't remember on that.
4: Hey, your phone's breaking up, man. I'm trying to understand you. I will All right, I'll quit. I know he was changing the brakes on Ashley's car. I, was,
1: I remember the day you're talking about. I don't know if he was getting a hold of me to get money or if he was going to drive me that day him and Ashley kind of had a thing going on with Ashley's ex at the time or boyfriend at the time I'm not sure which one he was which
4: was Curtis what did Eric deliver for you on the 30th?
1: back when I first hooked up with Eric I was getting off him which Ashley had a connection I think out of Elkhart but he would come over to my place because I didn't drive
4: okay but what was he dealing on the 30th?
1: On the 30th. I think that's when he said he was changing brakes, wasn't it? No. That was after. That was after. The night before, uh, I remember I was trying to get a hold of him and couldn't get a hold of him. I think it was the night before. I wish there was a way I could give you all my messages because that was a text app.
4: When I look back at your conversation history, it didn't show that. So, again, I'm focused on what Eric was doing that night, and part of that is... You were somebody who provided him, or he was a runner for you. And that night, I'm trying to figure out where he went when he did that delivery. Because he, he talked about borrowing a car on the 29th. You no,
1: know, he was taking me to, to get, uh, that was pretty much my and Eric's association, is, is he would drive me to where I needed to go at that point in time. Yeah, I got to kind of watch what I say on here, Changes. It's, it's a double-edged sword for me but no as as far as any 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 business transaction, he was just he just drove me to where I needed to go to get get whatever I was getting
4: okay what where on the thirtieth did he take you?
1: On the thirtieth? I don't think he took me anywhere because so I think I was with Diana all that day. and if I remember correctly, I stopped at Val's house that night, and I was thinking. On that, well, my name first got brought into this, I think Bowery had to stick up for me because I was there, and scanner records would show it, police scanner records. They were looking for Cody Smith that night on the scanner.
4: On the 30th?
1: I believe it was the 30th. It okay. was the night she went missing.
4: He, so I'll look into the Cody Smith part and what they were looking for. I'm familiar with this story, but... When Eric's talking to you, and he's pretty adamant, the following days after the 30th, he wants you to help him find a garage to fix brakes on a car? Yes. Okay, whose house yeah. did he take his car to fix the brakes? Yes.
1: I don't know, he said he had found a garage um, that day, because I think I offered for him to bring it over to my place, and he never brought it over, if I remember correctly but um, he showed up and the brakes and stuff a few days later was seemed fine to me um, I remember the car had a hot spot in it the one that he had and that would have been the Black Explorer newer model which would have been the one John Fox stole okay. which that car if, if somebody could get records since it has a hot spot through Ford you would be able to track wherever that car was at any time it's just like a cell phone so they gotta pay a bill on it And it's got to have service, so therefore it has to have GPS on that car. I'm kind of... Did I send you my text app conversations when I was
4: out? You no, you didn't send me the whole thing. What you did send was some messenger stuff, which is what I'm looking at right now. Okay. He says on November 29th, uh, no, you say to him at 8.34 p.m., when you want to get together, been a while, have a beer and catch up. We've already talked about that's what we know what that means. He says tomorrow, if I can find a car to borrow, then you guys have the long time. Com- you have some more exchanges between the two of you. But then on the 30th, you guys don't, there's no communication at all other than him saying to you, Hey bro, at 11 40 PM on the 30th, there's no conversations on the 30th prior to that.
1: I might have tried to get a hold of him via text app. And if I had James, I, I got record of that because I still have all the text apps. It might take me a while to get the, the passwords to them, but they never change. But I know there was a time that I tried to get a hold of him throughout the night, and he didn't get a hold of me. And when I did get a hold of him, it was when I sent the video. Same when I sent to Dave Warren and a few other people, and the first thing he said was, I was at my mom's all night. Start
4: money. When he says to you on the first of December, "Hey, bro, you busy?" You respond kind of sorted of, for a little bit. "What's up, bud?" He said, "Needed a favor, something we talked about the other day." What did you say that was in reference to? When he says, "I need to talk to you about what we or what we talked about the other day,"
1: I know there was a time period in there. He wanted to borrow was either two hundred or two hundred and fifty dollars. I think that was was what it was. He just wanted a cash loan. Um, I forget what the hell he said it was for, I think it might have been to, for a vehicle for his vehicle, but I remember he wanted, it was a $200 increment that he wanted.
4: For me, it's kind of hard to understand why he wouldn't just say, hey, can I borrow that 200 but why, I mean, to me, that's a little discreet for you to say, hey, I need to talk to you about, you know, what we talked about that one day. It just seems a little right. too discreet to be saying it that way. he needed a favor, something we talked about the other day. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like That's It's right. kind of like when you guys say, hey, let's go right. have, catch up and have a beer. Let's go catch up and have, you know, I know what that means now.
1: Right. Right, I, I don't know. That was the only, only favor he's ever asked me to to really do for him, James. I'm trying to remember back. You got to figure that was, what, 1920, 21, 22, 25 years ago.
4: Shortly later that day, he says, what up? And you're like, hey, I'm closed for a few days. Dark Red 4 definitely tailed. I waited at Taco Bell right before we did. And you, you explained the whole situation to him. You also mentioned, right. like, closing up shop for a while and getting out of town because putting some money together. What right. is the purpose of you putting that money together and getting out of town?
1: To, to be able to be out of town. I thought the cops were on me. Pretty hard at that time. Because like, when I seen the I... room, call, I figured it was the cops. They're zooming in is what I was kind of figured. So I was trying I was to shut down and, and R&R for a little bit. It was the game plan. There were a few different things that have led to it. Number one, I was pretty spun out. <laughs> Two, you know, there was cars I thought driving past my dad's and stuff that I figured was the authorities and stuff, and it just it all added up to when I was on the run. Never saw one in one place, and it was, from what I recall, I believe it was a pretty good sized warrant.
4: So that night after McDonald's, when you take that video, where do you and where do you go after that?
1: I believe I I went back to Nevada. I either went to Nottawa or I went to Sonya's in Sturgis. I'm not sure. Usually when I was with Diana, I stayed with Diana, but every once in a while she dropped me off with my friends there in Sturgis, which was up there by Dairy Queen.
4: Fourth of December. It seems pretty persistent about coming to see you, and he's even willing to come to you on foot. Did Eric ever walk to you across town from Sturgis all the way to Dad's house? That's a qu quite a
1: yeah, no, he never, never walked that far. He would have had to drove to me to, to my dad's place. If I was with Sonia's, yeah, he could walk there. Not a one, no, he couldn't walk to
0: me.
4: On December 5th, he's like, I need, to get, I need a garage ASAP to get these brakes fixed, but put it off because you said you was on your way to me this morning. I mean, he's really adamant about you assisting and helping him with these brakes.
1: That was really from what I took as a brake job, and i never seen the brakes so i never messed with the car but yeah I remember him being adamant about trying to trying to get them done he started the day before wanting them done
4: you get to a point where you guys he sent you a picture on December 9th of Brittany a few days after she went missing for me to even know that she went missing and he
1: finally told me I believe it was a couple days after she was missing he said he was looking for his wife or his wife was missing or he was trying to contact her or something, it should be in the messages there, James.
4: You have a text now conversation thread that you're able to possibly look at and provide to me, correct?
1: Yes. What I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to reach out. I got a friend of mine trying to get a hold of Amy and I'm just going to send you my phones. You got about 10 phones you're going to have to go through, James. But one of them will be from then. I have every phone that I've ever, that I've ever had. And I think that that might help you a little bit more. I wish Jade would talk to you.
3: Why won't she talk?
1: She's in here now. She's she's worried about I don't know, man. I I honestly don't. And Eric go ahead and hide, I don't see why he doesn't unless he's just afraid of getting caught up in the mix.
4: Has he ever talked to you about Britney? <laughs>
1: No, it was pretty short and sweet. I know he said he was looking forward, and he seemed kind of adamant about it. I Man, I didn't really... really I mean, yeah, I spent some time with him, but I didn't really kick it with Eric. We're just a lot different, I guess. Uh, I'm not going to down the guy, because, you know... Me, with the idea of Chuck Allen, I feel like shit about that. It's if he'd done DNA in the car and stuff, because, you know, I accused somebody of something they didn't do that I thought I was for sure of. So I hate to bash the guy, James. And, you know, with, with the Chuck Allen thing, man, that that, that was on me, because I was for sure that he knew something. He was the driver of that car and shit from the video. And I was totally wrong from the sounds of it. So I, I, I hate to string the dude up. If he didn't do it, I've seen how that's worked with Jessica, because I believe Jessica didn't have nothing to do with it, and I've seen people crucify her. She can't even go out in public, and she can't even mourn her daughter. But I caught Eric up in a lot of shit, too, uh, throughout those days. You know, from when I sent him the video of the car, to him saying he was at Ashley's, and saying he wasn't at Ashley's, and shit like that.
2: Did I catch them off some things that didn't seem like they were point on?
1: Yeah. Can I say the boy did or had a part of it? No. Because I don't know. I'll give you any info that, that I know and I know is fact, and I'll do be my best to remember anything. You know, you have my word on that. You know, my word's
4: are good. Obviously, I've talked to Valerie quite a bit. And Val and I had a pretty decent relationship for a good period of time. <laughs> During that time, she actually shared her Facebook account with me. And I went back and I looked at some of the conversations between the two of you. And I want to kind of go over this this conversation thread between the two of you. And it's on May 31st, 2020. You say, hey, off the subject, got something. And I know he was getting a lot for it, but it's solid. Valerie says, what's that? You respond, when I get time and I'm solo, call. No recording, but have pen and paper in hand when I do. Valerie says, okay. You respond, I'll want notes. Valerie says, and I've never recorded you, dork. You respond, and Valerie, I don't know where you got the info. Valerie says, won't start now unless you tell me to. She continues, what the hell are you talking about? You respond, but I know who to give it to. Valerie says, I'm lost. You remember this conversation?
1: I remember somewhat of the conversation. I believe that's when the the hype of everything started coming out. I believe that I thought Jade was in on that and BJ. But after that, Jade had asked me too much about Eric to think that, that she was part of it, if I remember correctly, James. And okay. I had a lot of conversations with Valerie, as you can see there.
4: Yeah, I'll continue. So Valerie tells you that she's lost and your time, like your your response to her is November 29th, 2018.
1: Yeah, yeah but that would have been, that
4: would have been the whole j deal. Valerie says, I got a lot of info from a lot of different sources. Okay, I'll need more than that, dork. You said, no, 100% fact on my kids. Valerie says, I have info on that date, or that's why I need paper. You respond, no, last we seen each other, you said to me about a certain case. Talking about the info you gathered on that certain case. You continue, the info I got is 100% fact, and it'll connect every dot. Valerie says, Lord, Justin, we fucking talking about a lot of cases. And then you respond, B.S., which is short for Brittany Shane.
1: Right. Did I send her pictures
4: after that? No. Valerie says, okay. You say, down to the bloody car and its whereabouts. That was when it
1: said that the white car was in Scott, Indiana at her boyfriend Tony's. And I said it to Val, because I knew Val was working with the authorities at that time. And she knew, she was in pretty good connection, I believe, at that time with them. Um, I believe, again, I was on the run, but I don't know if it ever got looked into James or not. But that's the one you need to talk to with be If you can ever find her. There's one other that was kind of muscled and told to keep her nose out of it, that Knew a lot of stuff, the, the pictures that was brought up from the Cadillac. He's the one that told me who the mask, what characters they were. Um, but off record, okay,
4: because I'll give you her info. You guys are continuing to talk about stuff, but you say on the, on the 31st, till May 31st, how, when, why, where Brittany Shank ended and where the scene is, who covers it, etc.? And you are talking about her and Chuck getting paid and getting paid for this. As it goes on, you actually mentioned the number of individuals involved. You said two was family, one was sent away and the other, and the other was dead. That, that would
2: have been Cody. That would have been Daryl. That would have
1: been what I thought was Chuck Allen, Nate. And Kurt, now, the way I got the Nate and Kurt name is if you slow down the video out of Scott, Indiana, the exact words it said is it's either A or Nate. Nate, what you doing, nigger? Kurt, come on. If you slow it down and turn it up, that's exactly what's said. They're all of it's exclusive. It's doing gas, doing gas, that's bullshit. Anybody can slow that video down, correct the volume up, and, and understand exactly what's being said.
5: This call will be terminated in 2 minutes.
1: You wanna
4: go, go and give me a call back.
1: The guys are here now. Is there any way I can call you back tomorrow, James? Yeah, no, that's fine. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. That that works. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um all right, I'll give you a call back, say tomorrow, same time. Yep. Same place.
4: Yep. <laughs> yep, that sounds good.
1: All right, man. A, hey, um the names and stuff that I told you there, James, make sure that doesn't get broadcasted, all right? right, brother. I will talk to you tomorrow then.
4: Okay, that sounds good. Minutes after my call with Rabbit, he sends me three separate text messages reassuring me that he's going to help me. But he needs to be careful what he says. Roger that. I asked Rabbit if Brittany could have gone on a run with or for Eric. He tells me, no. They kind of had their own thing going on. He continues on with more information, telling me that before being taken into custody on November 29th, 2018, Ashley's boyfriend pocket was Eric's plug. I asked Rabbit about Eric's request to use his garage to repair brakes. We know Eric didn't have a vehicle, so whose car was this? Rabbit tells me that Eric was fixing Ashley's brakes. During my interview, I'm constantly gauging how far I can push my inquiries in a conversation without being hung up on. There's a balance to this, and I recognize that. I'm cognizant that people can feel threatened by questioning, even when it's not meant to be. I push Rabbit for more answers, and ask him multiple times where Eric took him on November 30th. His answers are vague. Apparently, Valerie stood up for Rabbit, giving him an alibi by saying he was at her house the night Brittany went missing. He says that while he was at Valerie's, they were listening to a police scanner and heard a call about a local guy named Cody. Cody just so happens to be the guy that was in the back of Chuck's car during the Ring video. Rabbit believes this night at Valerie's was November 30th. Now, Rabbit does have a good point when he mentions Ashley's car having a hotspot. For those who aren't familiar, a hotspot is a physical location where people can access internet via a wireless local area network with a router that connects to an internet service provider, a portable hotspot device, or a mobile hotspot on your phone as a way to share your high-speed data to connect more devices to the internet in more places. And the best part, a hotspot can track your location if enabled in your vehicle. If you recall, JJ told me that Ashley had a GPS tracker in her car. More recently, Dale Guffey told me J.J. tore Ashley's car apart looking for the tracking or hotspot device. If Rabbit is right, and Ashley's car does have internet accessibility, I wonder if the car's location history is available. Rabbit tells me he's willing to give me his devices. I've heard that before. It's yet to be determined as to how reliable that statement is. Like I just said, we just talked last week. When I ask him about Jade talking to me, he gives me a negatory homeboy. We'll see about that.
0: Next time on Hide and Seek. Jade, right?
5: Yes. I've been good. How are you? I don't know how to describe it other than we just kind of like connected, you know? He did kind of like start acting strange after he lost his daughter with Brittany. He was into like burning things and fires. I thought that was really strange. You know what I mean? Like I was like what the fuck is going on with this guy? I just know that he took some fuel stuff from the garage at Wayne. He just had this fire fetish that like produced and I've never seen him act like that before. There was like at least um, $10,000 that were gone. Yeah, I had like $10,000 just come up missing. He would ask me weird things about, like, do you think, you know, my wife is doing this? Or, like, I was like, I don't really, I don't really know. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? He'd be like, do you sense that she's dead? And I'm like, I don't know, Eric. I really don't.
0: The Hide and Seek Podcast is hosted, directed, edited, and produced by James Basinger. Written, edited, and produced by Sarah Joe. Engineered, mixed, and mastered by Nudon's Audio Engineering. Director of Photography is Ethan Schatz. Our graphic design is created by Jordan Robinson.